Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler and this week... We're talking about the latest instalment of Sonic Science, Spotify's annual exploration of the science of sound with their global thought leadership lead, Marion Bowery. Now, for those at last year's IB Engage, you'd have heard Spotify's Sally Keane talk about the first volume of Sonic Science, lots of neuro-tracking and really understanding what our brains are doing when we're listening to music and to podcasts. A year later, in Volume 2, the focus has switched to tracking how audio is making us feel based on a number of different things, whether it's where we're listening, how we're feeling and what we're doing at the time. Now, Marion is tremendous fun and helps debunk things like electrodermal activity and how they track physiological data. With any type of researcher insight, I'm always fascinated about the things that surprise people. So we get into that and also what all of this actually means for creative and how to produce brilliant ads. But I started with some gentle interrogation around Marion's incredible job title. It's a very interesting job. So it's part of advertising sciences mm-hmm. team at Spotify. So part of our advertising business. And what we do is it's all original research for Spotify advertising. And the point of this research is really trying to unpack, you know, a lot of different things. So we have one of our franchises that is focusing on cultural trends, really trying to understand, you know, consumer behaviors and how culture happens. And then another our research is more about, you know, the impact of digital audio. And really the point of this research is having all the insights and tools to guide advertisers on how to really leverage audio to create this connection with their consumers. So that's what we do. And it's super interesting. Yeah. And I think it's the job title I think I aspire to have. It's amazing. We're on volume two here and I've slightly gone full, but if I go back, we heard about the first volume of Sonic Science at Engage last year from Sally Keane. Perhaps for listeners who weren't in the room at the Londoner, give us a quick pricey of what Sally would have told us about in volume one of this research. Yeah, so volume one, so the reason why we decided to do Sonic Science is really to unpack the impact of the on listeners, but really trying to go beyond just what someone can tell us about mm. the impact it has and really trying to understand, you know, what is the impact on our subconscious, on our brain? Because we do know when you're listening to something, something happens, yeah. you know, there's a lot happening in your brain. So that's what we did with volume one. We partner with a company called Neuroinsights. They're pretty well known. Oh, they're you know, yeah. in our world. Yeah, they've done a lot. So we knew we were having the right partner for that one. We had Spotify listeners come in their lab. We put cap on their heads and we literally measured the brain activity happening when they were listening to Spotify, mm-hmm. music, podcasts, ads. And the idea was really trying to understand one, the impact listening to digital audio on Spotify has on our subconscious and how that really translates into a brand outcome. So we've seen a lot of things, obviously, because your insights have done so much with, you know, a lot of different media channels. We were able to leverage their existing benchmarks to really try and see how Spotify performs when it comes to that engagement, creating that brain engagement. And we did see that Spotify drives more engagement than, you know, other media channels like TV or social media or radio. So that was very exciting for us because obviously, 
great results that really prove the power of audio. And also we did see that engagement that is created just by listening to music or podcast is transferred to the ad. So listeners, when they're hearing an ad on Spotify, as almost as engaged as they are when they're hearing and listening to music and podcasts. Which was obviously for our advertising partners, really great results, very interesting findings there. So everything in both reports, it's not just about the content, it's not just about the podcast or the playlist, it's about the ads as well. Yeah, because ultimately what we want to uncover is obviously the impact audio as, you know, as a whole whole, but ultimately we're using that to really guide our advertising partners. The point of that kind of research in making sure that we can guide advertisers in creating, you know, ads that can be additive to the experience. We don't want to create something that is highly disruptive, yeah. you know, because when you're listening to something, you can have that very personal connection, right? Whether it's music or podcast, you don't want as an advertising platform, we don't want to create any disruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of research we're really using to be better at creating something that is seamlessly, you know, integrated in your overall listening experience. So that's Sonic Science Volume 1. Yes. Um, obviously, you've just released the second volume of the research. The IAB researchers have written me some incredibly compelling notes. We're talking about electrodermal activity, physiological data. I mean, these are sort of like baffling things for me. Give us the 101 on what Volume 2 is about. I mean, it sounds fascinating. Yeah. So with volume one, we had a crash course in neuroscience. (laughs) So we're like, why stop at the brain? Let's just like do the entire body. Right. And obviously, you know, I'm sure you have even yourself personal experiences, you know, when you're listening to music and suddenly you get like chills or goosebumps or like you're listening to something with like high BPM and your heart rate goes up. So these are things that are happening in our bodies, you know, when you are listening to something and again, the idea is like, how does that translate into an ad? It does actually something that we see with ad also, and how does that translate into, you know, a positive ad experience? So with volume two, we worked with another research company called Mindprober. They are based in Portugal. And what we wanted to do is look at the physiological responses to listening to Mm. audio. And with that one, that was very exciting to us because we leverage MindProber's technology. So it's sensors that our research participants were wearing in the palm of their hands. And that really allowed us to let these research participants just go on with their life. So that was not in a lab setting. So we could actually measure, you know, their electrodermal activity, these Mm. biometrics data as they were living their life. So for 40 days, we have over 400 Spotify listeners in the UK and in the US go on with their life. We are just asking them, okay, listen to Spotify at least once a day, at least for an hour. Obviously, naturally, Mm. the vast majority of them listen to Spotify multiple times a day, (laughs) as they would normally do. We didn't probe on anything. We just say, okay, do what you would normally do, you know, clean your house, commute, you know, play with your kids, cook dinner. And the only thing was every time they were listening to Spotify, they had to wear these sensor in the palm of their hands. So think about, you know, fitness or health trackers, you know, that kind of stuff that, Mm -hmm. you know, we use a lot now where I think everyone is pretty familiar with that kind of data. So that was capturing heart rate, you know, body temperature, are you sweating, you know, that kind of fun stuff, Mm. really proving the physiological changes 
that happen when you're, you know, being exposed to a certain stimuli. In our case, stimuli being digital audio they were listening to. And obviously in the back end, we had access to a lot of first party data, everything they were listening to. And before and after each listening session, we're asking them a lot of questions. Got it. Many questions around their physical context. So where are you? What are you doing? How are you feeling? Who are you with? So really to have a super detailed mm. view of, you know, these moments where digital audio on Spotify is being consumed. In terms of the findings, was there anything that surprised you? Because there's lots of, I guess there's there's some instinctive thinking, isn't there, around, you know, your general mood, something you might listen to. If you're doing something that makes you happy, then you might have a, a positive emotional response to it. Was there anything that you found that was sort of a real surprise or a little bit left field in the findings? A lot of things that we found was... Well, a lot of comforting <laughs> findings are <laughs> great. Things that, you know, yeah, you can have like a yeah. gut feeling about yeah, it. Yeah. That you're like, okay, this is great. We have science to back up yeah. everything. So the whole idea of, you know, digital audio as a companion throughout mm. the day. And like you mentioned emotions and how your mood might affect, you know, how you behave and the things you want to consume. It does have obviously an impact because when you're turning to audio, it is to fulfill a certain need. You know, you might have emotional need, you know, if you're, with in a social setting, you might want to use audio as a way to bond with mm-hmm. and connect with the people around you. If you're studying or gaming, you might want to try and focus. So you're going to turn to audio differently. And what was very interesting is how the physical context might impact your choices and the correlation there is between what you're listening to and what you're doing as you're listening to that. Mm. So we've looked at, you know, audio and acoustic attributes of, you know, specifically music, for instance. And we saw that actually there's a clear correlation between what listeners were choosing to listen in these moments and the activities they were performing. So that was very interesting to see how just by looking at the acoustic attribute of these, we could actually kind of have paint a pretty clear picture of the context listeners Mm. were in that time. And it feels like we've talked about it lots on this podcast, but lots and lots of talk about, you know, third party cookies moving away at the end of this year. I mean, this isn't something that Spotify has ever been too concerned with anyway, but it really feels like the pendulum is swung back towards context and context for certainly for planners, for advertisers really does feel like it's sort of pride and place again. Perhaps we've overlooked it in recent years because we've just had sort of so much data and thinking about how we can use that but context just feels so important and so important I guess excuse the pun in context of the findings that you've got here it is yeah it's I mean it's something that you know if content is king Mm. context is god Mm. I mean you have to be mindful of you know the mindset and the context and the physical context and the activities your consumers are in when you want to engage with them as an advertiser because it's how you create that emotional Mm. connection and that personal relevance you need to be mindful of that so we were we're very lucky because we have you know the luxury to have access to so much information on the content itself. I mean, it's just like, just by looking at what people are, you know, listening to on the platform, we can actually inform advertisers on how to be contextually relevant, which is a very, you know, groundbreaking thing, especially with that research. Like we managed to see like how in the power of that first party data. And what sort of differences are you seeing? I mean, you've got all sorts, you've got people obviously working out, you've got people that are commuting. I'm sort of thinking about, you know, podcast meetings and panels. You've got people cooking in kitchens. I mean, where are the big differences in what people are listening to, how they're feeling? 
So we've seen that, for instance, you know, if you're doing an activity that is like very active or social, you are more likely to going to be streaming music with a high rate of densibility. So these are the things that when I say, you know, acoustic attributes, mm. these are the things that we've tagged all the music content we have on the platform with these attributes. We really like uncover everything, all the different elements that makes up a track. So these are the things we could see. Another one that was very interesting is if you're in an activity with movement, like you're walking, mm-hmm. you might be more likely to gravitate towards something with a heart rate of speechiness. A lot of words. So maybe podcast or, you know, rap or hip hop, right. Okay, you nice. know, and that makes sense because yeah, if you yeah. think about the movement you're making, that's where the kind of things mm. you're like, you know, that helps you physically also go on with your activity. And obviously, you know, if you want to focus you know, your gaming or your studying, mm. it's more something, you know, with less words actually and more instrumentalness. Yeah. So, you know, things like on Spotify, we have a lot of playlists like, you know, lo-fi beats, mm. full piano, you know, that kind of thing that is all about the instruments that really helps people, you know, have their mind focused on the task they have to do. Electronic concentration for me. I mean, that's my mainstay for anything that requires some sort of yeah. deep focus or study. What does all this mean for, we've talked a bit on pod before about things like sonic branding how you get into creativity you know the huge difference that we were probably talking a long time ago was why you shouldn't just be repurposing radio ads and putting them within podcasts and things like that i finally think we're in a good place with that now but how does this all convert into what you go and talk to creative agencies and advertisers and agencies about and what they should be doing because there's so much here so much rich stuff that they can use yeah, I mean, from a creative standpoint, we managed to uncover a lot of different things that really works and don't work, <laughs> which is very exciting to us because we have a team of, you know, creative minds that also help and guide advertisers on how to make the best audio ad. Obviously now audio has become the quality of it. Yeah. It's so great that they have the ability to really create, you know, and immerse listeners in the whole experience. Mm. Audio, when you think about it, is probably one of the most visual medium out there because you can picture everything in your Mm. mind. So it's amazing because as a listener, you are the director of the ad. You're picturing, you know, the people that are in the ad, you know, the settings, the surroundings, everything, which create a more Indian experience if you're doing it right. Obviously, with the research we've done, we've seen that, you know, being contextually relevant matters a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to be mindful of on our platform of what people are listening to you don't want to create you know something too disruptive Mm -hmm. you want to make sure like you're including that you know match the mood Mm -hmm. of the moment we've seen that things like if you're inviting listeners into a conversation that really helps also and as an advertiser if you're placing an ad on spotify you are like on the center stage of what that person is you know listening to that listening experience so you have the ability to create something that can resonate very well Mm -hmm. if it's done the right way the best is to focus and stay on your message mm-hmm. you can't you know be too long you know you need to make sure like you have a right balance and blend of entertainment and information but i think you know with that research being contextually relevant and knowing exactly you know how you need to talk to your audience at that point in time is how you know you can make sure that you have your engaged audience at that point yeah. and tell me a bit more about ads and how people felt about ads that you referenced earlier it feels like there is this very seamless experience there isn't this jarring between 
I'm listening to my favourite podcast and then the ad sort of happens. And if I think about a linear TV sense, people go out at half time of a sports event and put the kettle on and sort of miss the ads. That, that mm. doesn't feel like it's happening here. No, I mean, most of the time when you're listening to Spotify, a lot of people have, you know, that all that it's a personal experience. You have headphone on, you know, you can really just like say, Oh, there's like a, you know, 30 seconds ad. I'm going to remove my headphone and just, you know, go on (laughs) and take a break. It's part of the experience. So you're in for the entire thing. So we haven't really seen like any, you know, negative, you know, impression when it comes to the ad. And what was very interesting is for that specific research, we actually produced our own ads. We produce Mm. mock ads for dummy brands that don't even exist. And the idea was to remove any biases. So, you know, maybe because it could have been ads that a research participant might have heard for a few times before the research. So that would have had an impact on ad record, obviously. So we really wanted to focus on Spotify as an advertising platform, the impact it has, the impact of the physical context listeners were in, and also the impact of the different creative elements, you know, that make up an ad. So we create our own ad. And what was very interesting is like, even if these were for brands that don't even exist, ad recall was actually very high. No matter what people were doing, they're actually more likely to recall the ad and the brands, really proving that they were really engaged and paying attention to what their listening experiences. So there is, again, if it's done the right way, there is so many great opportunities to break through the clutter and Mm. leverage audio as a way to create that connection. I love that. It's such a smart idea to create your own ads because... The recall is in its kind of purest sense. There's just no way if it's a made up brand that you could only hear on Spotify, they could have seen a six sheet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just sort of such a pure test of recall. It's fantastic. This is obviously a series and it is coming back with more and more stuff every year. What's still to discover? What are we going to see in part three? I mean, you're really pushing the envelope on what's possible here. (laughs) <laughs> Where should we go? <laughs> should we just all do in space? <laughs> so we've done brains, we've if done feelings, and we've done sort of biometrics and things like that. Where on earth can you go next? Well, it's still going to be about the impact of audio. Mm. I think there's still a lot to uncover, mm. you know, when it comes to really understanding how audio amplifies our everyday experiences. There's still a lot, really, I think, to uncover. It's still new territory, even yeah. for us, because even though we do know I wouldn't be at Spotify if I didn't believe in mm. the power of audio. And I think there's still a lot to uncover. Obviously, from a research standpoint, you know, we do a lot, you know, outside of that specific franchise. We do a lot around culture, cultural mm-hmm. trends, because it goes and in hands, right? You do understand yeah. the impact of audio, but you also need to understand when we think about context, Cultural context matters a lot. You know, you need to be mindful of what's happening in the world. We do see culture happening on Spotify all the time. You know, like the way people are streaming certain tracks is a reflection also of what's happening in their world. And it is being driven a lot by Gen Z. And I'm sure you've talked about Gen Z a lot with a lot of different people. It's still, you know, something we're still trying to demystify that generation. There's a lot to uncover there. And that's also one of the things we're trying to do with Culture Next, which is our other franchise franchise, our other research franchise, 
And it's fascinating. Just, you know, I'm a millennial and I'm like always like blown away when I learn something new about that generation. I have a lot of hope for our world thanks to this new generation. And I'm sure that, you know, it's changing a lot of things. They've got it's, a lot resting on their shoulders. They've got a lot to they have, sort out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sort of widely touted that millennials were the most research generation ever but I think probably Gen Z is going to come close and of course the slightly fatal area you can ever make is sort of seeing them as the same thing and it really is starting to pull apart some amazing differences the thing with the power of audio inherently you kind of know it because we all listen to it and we all get it but to have this scientific study to back stuff up to give you evidence you know to give buyers advertisers evidence of how it works is just amazing a question to leave you with if that's all right a podcast that you're listening to at the moment that you would recommend to the listeners of this podcast obviously continue to like and subscribe to the ib uk world famous podcast but give us some of the best ones that you're listening to at the moment everyone's gonna think i'm a psychopath <laughs> i love true i love true crime actually you know what true crime shows are highly popular with women i don't know what it says about <laughs> women but we do love true crime podcasts <laughs> and i'm very i love that and actually when you think about the power of audio i I do feel, you know, my heart rate going up. I'm like, I'm very into that episode. I love that. Like serial killers or unsolved murders. <laughs> Podcast has a lot of great shows there. I love true crime. I don't, I don't know what it says about me. But <laughs> I swear I'm a lovely, happy person. <laughs> this is it. This is your escapism. Weirdly, true crime seems to work better the sort of intimacy of headphones than it does watching documentaries. It's very weird. I don't know exactly what you mean. It's like, it's just something about it that sort of works, isn't it? Yeah. If there's a right use of sound effects, you know, the voices and everything. I mean, podcast is like the best way to tell a story. Mm. It's such a strong, you know, and powerful storytelling medium. And I think any stories are well done in a podcast format. But I think to me, <laughs> true crime works very well. <laughs> Marion, thank you so much for giving us some time to talk about Sonic Science version 2. It's absolutely fascinating. If we can, we're going to link to it in the show notes so people can find it as well. And I guess if they want to learn more they should just get in touch with spotify right yes absolutely thank you so much for having me a pleasure thank you so much marion bowery from spotify there she was brilliant wasn't she i've got a total soft spot for this type of emotion-based measurement and it was spotify's work that instantly reminded me of a brilliant campaign by a company called Lightwave who created a biometric concert for Pepsi where basically the concert goers wore these wristbands fitted with sensors which tracked uh, motion, heart rate, uh, body temperature, perspiration, all those kinds of things. Effectively how people were feeling in real time and they used all of that data to power the BPM of the tracks that were played to visualise on these massive screens who was dancing the hardest and only when everyone there had cumulatively sweated enough did they uh, did they release the drinks. And Lightwave are the same company who went on to work with Mindshare on the brilliant, multiple award-winning Feel Wimbledon campaign for Jaguar Land Rover as well. If the last 20 minutes has piqued your interest uh, around sonic science, then you can find out more by tapping in the link in the episode notes. And that's it for this week. Thanks so much to Marion for giving us an exclusive look at the second instalment of their work. And of course, as always, thank you very, very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising. <laughs>